Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey my friends, I'm so excited to tell you that my very first book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead After Being Knocked Down is now available for pre-order. You can go and do that now. The link will be in the show notes below. I would greatly appreciate each and every one of you if you could go and pre-order a copy right now. The book will be officially launched September 27th of this year, but you can go and pre-order a copy of the book right now and I hope that you all consider doing that. All right. Let's do the show. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Are you prepared to do no matter what in order to get the abundance that you so deserve? Today, my friends, I have the pleasure of speaking with one of the most respected and one of the most requested motivational speakers in the world. Her name is Lisa Nichols. And for those of you that don't know who she is, she's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a motivational speaker. She's a media personality and corporate CEO whose global platform has reached over 80 million people from a struggling single mom on public assistance to a millionaire entrepreneur. Lisa's courage and determination has inspired fans worldwide and helped countless audiences break through to discover their own untapped talents and infinite potential. She's the founder and chief executive officer of Motivating the Masses, Inc., Lisa has developed workshops and programs that have transformed the lives of countless men and women around the world and altered the trajectory of business throughout the country and across the world. Lisa is also the best-selling author of six books and her seventh book, Abundance Now, was published way back in 2016 by HarperCollins. In Abundance Now, Lisa continues her journey with her fans, providing a clear and practical blueprint for personal success drawn directly from the life experiences of its beloved author, Lisa Nichols. This is going to be a, a fun conversation that I have no doubt that a lot of you will get uh, quite a bit from. Lisa is one of those people who is a great storyteller and she has lived a lot of personal uh, struggles and has overcome all those personal struggles too uh, to help others like yourself that is listening to this right now. 
So if you do get something from this conversation, then please share it around to all your friends and your family, let everyone know about this one. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review over another podcast. Also, I want to let you know as well, if you didn't already hear that my first book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead After Being Knocked Down, is now available for pre-order. So I'll make sure that you guys know where to get uh, that. It, the links will be in the show notes below always to make it easy for you. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into this story box as we listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of none other than Lisa Nichols. It's such a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Jay. I I, am. There are certain things I really look forward to and conversations like this is just that. That is a huge honor for me to actually receive. Thank you so much for saying that and for your time, because I know you're a very, very hard lady to actually nail down (laughs) in terms of time wise. So I really do respect uh, your time today. The very first question that I have for you is a question that I love asking all my guests at the very start. And I'm very curious to know your answer to this one. But what does success look like for you? Hmm. Success, if I give you the overarching, um, the without the details, it looks like in my final years, uh, when I can't run the world as much, I can't even run as much. And I'm sitting in my favorite rocking chair. And I'm reflecting on my life that I have a bunch of memories that I'm proud to have. And when I say that, I mean, I have memories of being present with my family and as possible all around the world that I've said I love you at every corner that I could that I look at when I leave this place, something that I brought to the planet that can only come through Lisa will last beyond my physical form. Mm. And I'm not saying that to be woo woo or hokey pokey. I mean, Jay, I actually make my decisions on what I'm going to do based on what memories do I want to have. And so when you ask me success, success is multi-tiered to me. It's, it's, can I, can I effortlessly call my son and he gets excited to talk to me? It's, um, does my father feel like he's raised his children well? Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a, that's success to me, success. And it also includes having the financial bandwidth to solve a problem effortlessly to create joy effortlessly (laughs) uh, and to live in choice effortlessly. Mm. I love that answer. When was the moment for you, Lisa, that you realized that all of that was in fact success for you? Has it been this gradual thing over the course of your life or was it more of a a catalyst moment somewhere? Um, Early on, uh, 1994, 95, 96, 97, um, I couldn't think about success, Jay, because I was focused on survival. Mm. So to be quite transparent with you, um, the first thing I wanted to do was stop suffering and stop. uh, I wanted to stop being broken, broken. So my path that led me here first was a path of survival. 
surviving my own limiting beliefs and mental mindset, surviving me holding myself hostage to my past mistakes, decision, surviving me, surviving my own guilt for being so needy at times that I didn't have discernment. Uh, So the path that led to success started with survival, (laughs) to be quite honest with you. So can you share the story behind, because I know it's a pretty crazy story. You went from pretty much welfare, I guess it is, to creating a a multi-million dollar business. How were you able to do that? Um, I, first I, I realized that I needed to rescue myself from myself, meaning, um, I needed to recognize that my thoughts were not serving my desires. I I think that's the first thing is to realize that wherever I was in life, financially, physically, emotionally, that I drove there. That was sobering. That was hard to accept, but I was there. That doesn't mean I created it all made up, but I, that in order for me to want more, get more, I had to, I had to find out how to be more. So I, in 1994, and, and I, I share this, this wasn't the only moment, Jay, but this was the one that I remember the most prevalent. Mm-hmm. In 1994, I went to, um, put pampers on my son. Jelani at the time was eight months old. And he was actually, he was born in 94. So eight months later was 1995 to be exact. Uh, And I didn't have money to put pampers. I didn't have pampers. So I go to the ATM to get money out like anyone would to uh, buy him pampers. And I I only had $11.42 in the bank. And that was a turning point moment for me because I went home and I wrapped Jelani in a towel, a series of towels for two days. And on the second day, Jay, I looked down at my son who's laying on his back on the couch and I put my hand on his stomach and with tears streaming down my face, I said, Jelani, don't worry. Mommy will never be this broke and broken again. And something happened. And I don't want to minimize it in this conversation. I don't want to make it seem like it happened overnight or over the course of 12 months. I don't want to have anyone listening to my voice think that if it didn't happen fast, then it's not going to happen for you because it didn't happen fast. But what happened in that moment was I became sick and tired of my own story about why I was broke and broken. And when I became less committed to the story and more committed to the transformation, things began to happen. Let me just give you a quick list of what I did. Number one, I picked up books because at the time we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have uh, online. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't we didn't have I didn't have it at the access of my fingers. This was 94, 95, 96. But I picked up something that could feed my mind something new. And I gotta tell you, these new conversations sound like no habla espanol. Like, I didn't understand what Stephen Covey was saying. I didn't understand what Jack Canfield was saying. I didn't understand what Bob Proctor, may rest in peace. I didn't understand what he was saying. I didn't understand what anyone was saying, but I said, Jay, I'm gonna keep reading this stuff until habla espanol. Like until this language, becomes my language, I'm going to keep reading it. So the first thing I did was change what I fed myself. The second thing I did 
was I changed the circle that I surrounded myself with. Now, I didn't I didn't I didn't divorce everyone in my family and in my community. I just adopted a whole nother community. I was the only person of color. I was one of the few, few women. I was the youngest person by 18 years. And I'm only telling you this because it was scary. So I was willing, number four, I was willing to be scared at my new possibility. I was willing to walk through it with fear in my body. I didn't wait for the fear. People always ask me, Lisa, how did you get over the fear? Well, you're assuming that I got over the fear. So those are some of the things I did. I I picked up something new, fed myself a new conversation. Um, I surrounded myself with a new community. And the third thing is I was consistent, Jay. Can't nobody grind quite like me for as long as I'm grinding. I mean, I did it every day, repeated behavior. When someone said do this every day, I did it every day. I didn't miss Wednesdays. I didn't stop on Fridays. When they were doing happy hour on Fridays, my happy hour was creating a solid plan for Monday morning. So I, I was in my grind. I was consistent in my grind. And I was willing to know nothing to learn everything. I didn't try to impress people what I knew. I was always going, teach me what I don't know. And um, so those are some of the things. And you look up 25 years later, 10 years later, I'm not even gonna tell you 25, 10 years later, I'm in a new city. My income has 5X'd. My son is beginning to learn a new reality. And as an African-American male child in in Los Angeles, he had a 66% chance of going to prison. I took it off the table. In five years, he was at a 30%. In 10 years, his lifestyle was at a 10%. I changed the dynamics around him and it changed everything for him. And so I was radical. I love that. And I love how you mentioned you were consistent. I have a a saying that I love living by, which is be persistent to remain consistent of the things that you want. So if I want to get out of this hole, then I've got to persistently work as hard as I possibly can, which leads me to being consistent at those things, which then will lead me to getting out of the hole. But it's a daily practice, right? So I I just love how you've got that mindset of things. And I love how you mentioned that you read a lot of things, but I'm curious, uh, did you face a lot of rejection along the way? And what did you do with that rejection if it did come? Jay, I got fired from five jobs in my 20s. Wow. So I just want you to know, I never tell anyone that and then I go, wow, I used to think it was normal. I thought everybody got fired from a lot of jobs in their 20s. I didn't know that it was it was not the norm. I thought it was the norm. So anyway. Lots of rejection. Heck yeah. Lots of rejection. Heck yeah. I mean, it was my, it was my rejection was my normal. It was when I got accepted, I felt uncomfortable. So when Jack Canfield called me to ask me to co-author Chicken Soup for the Soul, I declined. I, I just want you to hear this. I declined. And everyone's like, well, why did you decline? I declined because I couldn't believe he really wanted me. I thought that maybe someone gave him a story about me. I could not. So when you ask that I, I experienced a lot of rejection, I think we all have this experience where we are so dealing with the rejection that we've experienced and the rejection that we've given ourselves that even when other people want us, 
we question this. So I'm not going to impose that on everyone. Maybe, maybe if you're listening to me, you don't have that. I know I had it. Now, remember, in case you don't know, Jay, I'm functionally dyslexic. Mm. I found out about my dyslexia when I was 25. So I went through 12 years of school struggling. I mean, struggling because I didn't know that my learning style was different. So by the time I turned, I was in my 20s and my 30s, I had all of these embedded limiting beliefs about myself. And so when I was rejected, get this, I had become used to it. Mm. Rejection was my new norm. And I don't say that as a victim. I say that as I believe that at times when we're subjected to something over and over again, we begin to act as if it's our norm. At least I did. And so get this. When I started being accepted and requested for stuff, I started declining it. Like it was crazy, Jay. It was insane because I couldn't believe that you chose me. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Now, 2003, I got the contract for Chicken Soup. Jack Canfield, his team asked me to do that book for five months. And I kept saying, oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so, I'm, oh my God, I am so honored, but no, thank you. I'm, I'm really, like, I was so sure that I would let them down. I was so sure that I would fail because my history had said, people don't want you for anything big. Now, fast forward, we're all growing up, we're all learning. Fast forward, 11 years ago, I meet my now fiance, right? He says, I really would like to date you. Mm -hmm. I look at him, he's beautifully fit. I'm at the time, 224 pounds. Do you know I told myself for eight years, that man don't want me. He just tripping. That man don't want, he want to, he, 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 he's just looking for a, a, a casual lover. He don't want a real relationship. It wasn't until three years ago, I gave myself the courage to knock on his door and ask him, are you still interested? And he said, yes. And at the time that we are having this conversation, we are a little over 30 days from our wedding. So like we like we do it. And I'm saying that to say what I did in 2003, I, I did again 10 years ago. Like we we constantly giving ourselves permission. I, I had learned how to give myself permission to have business based on the rejections. I still need to learn how to give myself permission to have love based on all the rejections. So heck, yes, super rejected. And then there are times when I rejected myself. So the tongue in my mouth was going in one direction. To, it said what I wanted, but the tongue in my shoe was going in another direction. It was saying I wasn't worthy. Mm -hmm. So until you line up the tongue in your mouth with the tongue in your shoe, you ain't really moving forward. And it wasn't until I aligned the tongue in my mouth and the tongue in my shoe to go in the same direction, regardless of my, uh, my being rejected and understanding that rejection is simply feedback. Yeah. It's not a declaration and nor is it a sentence. Mm -hmm. It's just feedback because I realized, Jay, I only want to play with people who want to play with me. Yeah. And I always say that rejection is going to come. You just got to learn how to appreciate it as, <laughs> as part of 
your life. <laughs> and, and by the way, for the audience that don't know, I was reading just a moment ago, actually, the story of how Lisa and her now almost husband uh, met and he waited eight years, but get, guess what he did in that eight year period for every single month. What did he do, Lisa? Every single month he texts me, hi, how are you? Hi, how's Jelani? And some months would go by and I wouldn't even respond. I'm like, he ain't serious. He ain't serious. And uh, for eight years, once a month, every month, he said hi. And then eight years later, I said, well, why didn't you just say you like me? He said, I said hi, because he's super shy. What have you noticed by him doing that? What, what have you learned about real love from that experience? So... I'm so grateful. Sometimes I just look at him, Jan. I go, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your high every month. We're And I, I'll tell anyone, we're only here approaching our wedding because of him. Because he, he was consistent. He was clear. That you can't let other people's lack of clarity fog your brain. <laughs> Don't let someone else's questioning fog your clarity. Like Marcellus was clear. He said to me, he said, you had something in your smile that I noticed in the, in the, uh, in the lobby of the Pegasus hotel in Kingston, Jamaica, when I walked past you with some chicken in a bag, he said, I walked past you and I didn't even say anything to him. I walked past you and you looked over in my direction. He said, and there was a light that came out of you. He said, and I wanted to share that light. And for eight years, that light was what kept him saying hi, because I didn't do anything else. I mean, I was like, whatever. And uh, and so it's shown me that no one else gets to fog your clarity. Yeah, It's that part in the secret that I say when I say I know like I know, like I know, like I know. He knew like he knew, like he knew. And I didn't know because I was judging me. I was judging my weight. I was judging the fact that I was a single mom. I was afraid that he would take my attention away from my, I had all my stuff. He had his clarity and he didn't allow my foggy brain to interrupt his clarity. And he got the girl on the end and I got the guy. <laughs> it's an amazing Thank story. You, Thank you. <laughs> so Lisa, I've got a few more questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, what do you... What do you love the most about yourself and your story now? Hey friends, sorry to disturb you from listening to this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know that my very first book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead After Being Knocked Down is now available for pre-orders. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes below. So if you do want to learn how to lead your life in the very best way possible and you love stories and you want to learn more about my story, the living roller coaster ride that it is, then go and pre-order a copy right now. The book will be uh, available everywhere books are sold September 27th. But but if you can go and pre-order it now, I would be so, so grateful. All right, my friends, let's get back into the incredible story. What I love most about myself, um, I love my heart for servant leadership. I love my heart to serve. Um, it, it, sometimes I serve to my detriment. I'm all, we're always learning harmony, but I love that my heart lives in service. So um, 
And I love that I don't hold myself hostage to any of my shadow. I'll say that again. I love that there's not one mistake I've made, not one dark corner that I've been in that I don't love myself through, nor am I ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my shadow. And if someone doesn't choose me because of my darkness or a dark past, if they don't choose me, they weren't meant to be in my life space. And so I love that. And your second part of that question is what do I love about your story? My story. I love that my story belongs to humanity, that my story celebrates the imperfection in all of us. My story gives us all permission to be the superhero or the super shero of our own story. That my story is about an ordinary woman who chose every day to make one more extraordinary decision. My story is about someone who didn't stay up, but they committed to constantly getting up. My story is not a story of a woman soaring all the time. My story is is of a story, a woman showing how to turn a crawl into a walk and a walk into a run and a run back into a soar. And so my story can be anybody's story. That's what I love about it. It's not a supernatural story of super dynamic times. And that one moment in time when opportunity happens, it's not a story about winning the lotto. It's not a story about having a ton of privilege. It's a story of resiliency and determination and blind, unwavering faith. What I love about my story is everyone gets to have that in themselves. And it's not just mine. I love that. Lisa, I believe you have a a new is it event coming up very, very soon. Yeah. Would, you, would you be comfortable with sharing yeah, absolutely. what that event's about? Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited about it. It's it's uh, it's one of the highlights of my year when I when I open the doors and invite everyone on to an experience that we'll be having for four days. Uh, it's called Accelerate and Inspire, and it's four days of just mind-boggling inspiration, problem-solving, engagement, strategies, disruption disruption and action. It's four days when I pull together people that I admire. I mean, I, the people that I'm bringing to you, I love them, love them, love them. And they they inspire me. I take notes. I do the things. And we're just doing some problem solving. We're doing some creation. We're being bold and radical and disruptive. And then every day, I'm giving you a, a small baby action step to do so that you get inside this moment of momentum. And then ideally, you can't stop the momentum that we start over four days. So super excited. It's February 21st through the 24th, and it's 9 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every day. And it's the best price in town. It's free 99. I love to call it free 99. It's uh, absolutely free. Um, you can get your free ticket. Uh, go to motivatingthemasses.com forward slash summit. S-U-M-M-I-T. And it's the accelerate and inspire. And the whole the whole concept of it is who am I and how do I show up and shine after 2020 and 2021? How do I do that in this climate? I don't want to wait until this is over. I want to shine now. I don't want to live in worry and in doubt. I want to shine now. And so it's how do I show up, shine and show out? and accelerate and inspire now. So you can go for free, 
just join me. It's going to be like a super califragilisticexpialidocious kind of experience. Uh, I'm taking my vitamins for it. It's the last public thing I do before I go on break uh, for my wedding and my honeymoon. And so I'm pushing it all out and uh, and putting everything in it. Super cal- califragilistic espialidocious. I haven't heard that word said in a very long time. Isn't I that yummy? Make sure that everyone knows where to find <laughs> that link, where to join. Uh, it's free, yeah. so why not? Uh, Lisa, my my last question for you is the question I ask everyone at the end of all my conversations. It's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, I love questions. Jay, you have great questions. Um, I want the film to show um, that I spent a lifetime discovering how to touch and share the best parts of Lisa. I'd want the film to show that I didn't play outside of the box that I didn't accept the fact that there was ever a damn box. And I played in the universe. I erased the edges of the box. I wrote my own story. I designed my own story. I designed my destiny and I wrote my autobiography that I didn't ask for permission, Mm -hmm. that I gave notice. And I'd want the story to exemplify what my grandmother told me. She said when she was 85, the year before she passed, She said, baby, when you get my age, you're supposed to sit in your rocking chair and tell the story of your life to anyone that would listen. But when you're your age, baby, you're supposed to make sure that the story is going to be real good to share. Mm. I would love for this movie to show that I made a story really good to share. Oh, that's a perfect send-off message. Lisa Nichols, thank you so much for your time today. I honor you, respect you so much. I learned quite a bit from you uh, today. So thank you so much for joining me on the Storybox podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I celebrate you and I honor you, brother, for the work that you produce and share with the world. Thank you. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcast. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the story box. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, 
Your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 